Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, it's time to chat Harness Racing with On The Pace. And last night at Tabcourt Park Menangle, we had the semi-finals of the Breeders' Challenge series on. Brandon Kremborg joins me now. Brandon, good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, how was uh, Menangle uh, last night, mate? But it was really, uh, really exciting to see some some top juveniles come to the fore, and also uh, that Les Chant was a uh, was a real ripping run, and we'll touch on that very shortly. But of course, those Breeders Challenge semi-finals they had a bit of everything for everyone. We had a lot of short favourite salute, but of course, we did have that protest that was upheld as well when Wardan Buddy lugged out at the fifty locked wheels with Royal Cruiser and the stewards deemed fit to reverse the the first pass the post decision and if you go and watch the head-on I think they got that call absolutely bang on there was certainly a a big lug out by Wardan Buddy who was going around incidentally at a dollar 65 but on fixed odds he opened up down around that 110 to 115 mark so he was really easy in trade and the punters had the finger on the pulse there with Royal Cruiser of course we saw Renewal, My Sweet Sabrina Nathan Street and also Luxa Turner, they all saluted at the short money. But what a fantastic, uh, what a fantastic card of racing it was. Of course, we saw Rip go 50 in the first race and Gennady a well-deserved win in that uh, in that second race as well. But the feature was the lens, uh, the uh, Les Chant free-for-all rather, and that's over 2300. It was right in the wheelhouse of Swayze, and uh, of course that. Uh, runner who won the Blacks of Fate did the job last night and the concluding stages were just as exciting. The Blacks of Fate Grand Circuit winner over the distance ranges up the outside now. And then Pete said so, which is in the zip fastener pocket behind the leader. Our Money Rocks is in the 1 1. About to peel and go from also Zeus, Bromac, Brados, Lad, Chevron Art struggling at the tail. 400 metres left to go. Third section was 27 and 6 as they're about to run for the money in the Les Chance. Swayze beat off the challenge of Star Major. Coming to the outside is Our Money Rocks. Pete said so is about to work across carts and right down the outside. Outside, Zeus Bromax letting down 150 to go. The leader, Swayze, though. Class is starting to come to the top. Swayze, 100 to go. He's packing plenty of power. Trying its hard out is Our Money Rocks, but Swayze wins the Les Chant. Swayze beats Our Money Rocks, Zeus Bromax, Star Major fourth. And then comes Pete. So that was the replay there of the Les Chant free-for-all BK with Swayze winning it for Jack Trainer, And we got Jack standing by. He's uh, there whenever you're ready to have a chat with him. But uh, it was the dollar twenty-five, and as you said, was right in his wheelhouse. I suppose that he won that one pretty well last night. Oh, it was a terrific run, and uh, I think that he's going to be so so benefited for that run. Jack Trainer, of course, was the man in the chair, and we're lucky enough that he uh, gives us a little bit of his time on a Sunday morning. Jack, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, BK. Mate, obviously, uh, we just heard the concluding stages there of Swayze. He must have given you a superb feel first up after that run of success in Queensland. Yeah, he certainly did. He um he really showed why he's a top Grand Circuit horse, and uh, he just felt like he just had no bottom to him, and he's just such a nice horse to drive. And uh, obviously, it was a great start back to racing for him, and I'm sure Jason Cam will be happy with that leading up for a New Zealand Cup campaign. Yeah, for everyone at home that missed it, he went one fifty two four after a forty eight lead time, and first up that was one second outside the world record. 
set by Zenart quite a few years ago, and it beat King of Swings last 2300 outing, first up by over two seconds. So quite an incredible result. He's New Zealand Cup bound. We know that that's what his, uh, or that's the jewel in his crown of this prep. How does that race fit together in terms of the jigsaw of the New Zealand Cup, given that there are flights and acclimatisation thoughts to uh, to also consider? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure um, where Jason goes from there. Obviously, it was a pretty tough run last night, even though he'd done it um, pretty well with ease. I, I can't imagine he'd be doing over a lot amount of racing between now and then, maybe just a couple of starts at Menangle. And, um, yeah, I'd say Jason will probably get him over there a couple of weeks, 10 days to two weeks before. Uh, it's quite good nowadays. You can just sort of get them over there. It's a three-hour flight. And I think they even might fly from Auckland to Christchurch over that part of the year, which breaks a lot of the travel up. So, yeah, I can't imagine you'd see him too often between now and then, but um, he's definitely on the right path. And it'd be nice if Cam Hart wanted to stay away a bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's certainly one of the prize steers in uh, in New South Wales at the moment. It's interesting that he's only five. He's coming right into the career, the peak of his career. But he's also an end tire, and those the big end tires that we've had in New South Wales pacing most recently, and the one that immediately comes to mind is Expensive Ego. They've looked a little bit disinterested in in recent starts, and last night proved to me that he's a certainly he's certainly a different proposition, just with that maturity and surely that'll separate him from uh, from the others. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it'd be hard to say that he's not the best horse in New South Wales at the moment. I, I think he's got that stamp pretty well and truly covered. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of fun with him um, moving forward. And, yeah, just wish him all the best for New Zealand. And, of course, uh, it's, it'd be, uh, as you said, nice if, uh, if Cam Hart decided to uh, take another, st- another seat in potentially a New Zealand Cup because... The, uh, the hot seat of Swayze is is definitely the one that I think will be prized for all Australian eyes. Anyway, another one you got absolutely bang on last night was Ideal in Dreams. Her turn of foot was absolutely lethal. I think we've got the closing moments of that one as well now. That was a really solid run. Queen in front, five metres. In second spot on its back is Sugar For My Honey, sweetly spoken. The race favourite, Ideal in Dreams, will have to get going shortly. It stands the leader about 12 and it's about to take off. On the inside of it is Kate's Virtue as they round the bend. 28 to the quarter. Captain's Queen try to open up the shoulders now. Leads the way by about five or six metres. Sugar For My Honey, Ideal in Dreams is getting to the outside now though. It's Captain's Queen, 200 metres left to go. Ideal in Dreams is motoring up to it now. The leader is Captain's Queen. Ideal in Dreams setting down upon it though. Captain's Queen in front. Ideal in Dreams wearing it down over the top and won it. Ideal in Dreams will meet uh, second spot. Captain's Queen and third Kate's Virtue from Sugar for My Honey Partnership. Yes, there you go, BK. Great call last night of uh, race nine, which was the second semi for the four-year-old Bears, taken out by Ideal in Dreams. Yeah, it sure was. And Jack, obviously her, her closing sectionals were absolutely outstanding once again. She's been the the flashing red light of the last couple of meetings she's been involved with, and she's in a great frame of mind at this, at this stage. Yeah, that's right, um, BK. Both her last last night and last week, she done really well and you know probably really shouldn't have won from where she was. So uh, she's showing great speed. She, uh, credit to David Thorne. He's really patched her up and got her in a real good patch of form. And uh, she looks like she'll be really hard to beat in the four-year-old Mears final coming up in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Couldn't be happy with her preparation going into the Breeders' Challenge either. Yeah, last week of closing fractions were 54 and 6 over the 2300. This week won't be too dissimilar. And 
as you said, you've had such a great relationship with David Thorne. Antonia was the horse that really brought both of you together. She's a mare that's looked as though she's been a little bit underneath the really good ones previous to this prep, but that might not be a knock that's really fair or accurate anymore. If she keeps running these ripping traction times, she's going to be right up to her ears in a ladyship mile come uh, come a five-year-old season. Yeah, that's right. Like last last year or the last two years of the series, she's probably just run into one better or she you know, had some bad draws in the bigger races. So uh, with a couple of those better ones from last year not being around at the moment, it looks like she's probably uh, this year's four-year-old pin-up mare in this division. So, yeah, the, the way she's progressing, um, if she keeps getting better and better, there'd be no doubt that, that something like that race would be on the horizon of middle of next year. But, um, yeah, I think just moving forward, she looks like the Breeders' Challenge is right within her reach anyway. And then, of course, last night to uh, to round out the trifecta, you also had Nathan Street, and he never even gave them a sniff. Freddie Tabia might have a really smart juvenile on his hands here. Yeah, I think he does. He's um he's pretty nice as fella. He he just gives you a really good field. He, his manners are getting a lot better, and it just seems he's been here for a while now. Freddie put a lot of time into him, and it uh, just really seems like the penny's dropped. He made a mistake his first start, and uh, looked like you know things weren't going 100% right, but yeah, Freddie's got him 100% now, his manners are good, he's got good speed, he's strong, and yeah, to be honest, he sort of feels like you're driving a nice three-year-old, not a not a nice two-year-old, so uh, it's a bit more of an open division, it's going to come down a lot more to the draws, but yeah, I wouldn't trade him for any of the others in the field, I think he's the right sort of horse, and yeah, I'm excited to see how far he can go, because I do think he's pretty, pretty above average. Yeah, I thought he was the best of the two-year-old heat winners, so... Uh... If you're if you're keen to, if there are markets that pre-post and you can get uh, you can get on before the barrier draw, I think that'd be the way to go. But certainly those futures markets are potentially the the way to play that division. Last night you got it so dead on with all three of your winners. Do you ever get nervous that, you know, as a driver you're getting on these these superstar horses, the likes of Swayze, and as you know when, oh well, even just showing with Craig Williams and Giga Kick when you. When you get it wrong, you know, you get thrown off by the by the owners, you get torched on Twitter. Does that even play 1% in the mind of all the top drivers, of which you're one, that you have to get it right every single time? Yeah, well, you definitely don't want to be the guy that gets it wrong. But, um, I, I mean, last night makes things a bit easier when you're driving for good trainers that have the horses right on the night. It makes your job a lot easier. I think 90% of people could have won on those ones last night. It's just a matter of, getting them around safe and, and get, keeping them out of trouble. But, um, yeah, obviously just lucky when you're driving for the David Thorns and the Jason Grimsons alike. The you know, the top trainers for a reason and it makes probably makes us look like better drivers than what we really are. So, yeah, obviously um, you don't want to be that guy, but, uh, yeah, luckily last night I wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, you... You've got one of the best strike rates in New South Wales. It's good to see that you've been uh, back able to be focusing on the driving as well with just a smaller team. Looking ahead very quickly, two horses I wanted to mention. One's Brave U Kelly, the Queen of the Pacific's her grand final this prep. 14 days between runs puts her in the free-for-all this coming Saturday night. Is that the plan or is there something else that's caught your eye? Yeah, no, you're all over it, BK. Um, she'll be nominated for this Saturday. It's a uh, free-for-all, which is actually drawn on six, so she should um, manage to get a pretty good draw there. And, yeah, like you said, the main aim is the Queen of Pacific, although, um, you know, with Tonkin Stewart's big numbers, it's a bit of a daunting task, so we'll just take it as it comes. But, um, 
yeah, she'll race this Saturday and then obviously, like you said, two weeks between runs to make sure we're fully happy with her before we hopefully take her down to Melbourne and, and take on the best mares in Australia. Yeah, probably the top New South Wales competitor to take on the likes of Amore, Vita and Cypher, uh, Soho Historia, those sorts of mares. So you're dead right, it is a bit of a daunting task, but I think she is the horse from New South Wales at least that is up to the task. And then just finally, El Camino. I'd imagine you'd retain the seat in the Breeders' Challenge semi-final on this coming Saturday night, but he was a real star on the clock at Bathurst last time out, and I think we've unearthed him after a few a few mishaps, and I think I'm right in saying there was an injury along the way, but James McPherson's been able to manage him really well, and he'd be really keen to get to, to get the feel of this horse before a couple of a couple of Sundays' time. Yeah, that's right. He'll race this Saturday. Um, yeah, I told James after Bathurst that he'll never drive him again. So hopefully he took that advice and does put me back on. But yeah, he's another really nice horse. He's in a great uh, year. There's obviously some really, really good three-year-olds. Better be the best one off the top of my head. And um, so it's going to be draw dependent as well. But yeah, I wouldn't trade the fella for anyone either. He's definitely a horse with a big future. And, and James has done really well to get him back to where he is. And He's just looked after him, hasn't over-raced him, and I'm hoping that that will pay dividends come the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, James McPherson, as I say, he's done a great job of just being able to keep that horse uh, or be able to manage him through some really tough periods in his career. Jack Trader, always uh, always generous with the media. I know that you've got your uh, your usual slot on uh, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall as well, but thanks for your time this Sunday morning with uh, On The Pace. and. Look forward to seeing how you go across the week with plenty of plenty of good, well, better than good chances, probably great chances, the likes of El Camino and Bravey Kelly coming up Saturday night. Not a problem. Thanks very much, Becca. Well, there's Jack Trainer there, who, uh, of course, last night, when most of the other high-profile drivers went to the Victoria Cup, he totally took them apart at Subcourt Partment Angle. Three winners and uh, he was absolutely terrific in uh, in driving some of the better chances on those cards to victory. Just before we wrap up on the pace, uh, some real interest. There's uh, there's been there's going to be a property auction for uh, the famous Brooklyn Lodge, which is up for sale. I think the auction date is the 26th of October. Just make sure you get that right. But it is uh, of course through uh, the Nutrien Sales Team. So. Brooklyn Lodge, rather Brooklyn Lodge, of course, 1,500 acres just outside Bathurst. Perfect location to uh, to get away and and uh, either you know develop a, a new business in the industry or or even just uh, you know run it as a conventional farm. But that uh, that lodge is going up for sale over the coming weeks. And if you are interested, it's one of the it's one of the nicest properties I think we've got out in the uh, out in the Central West. So. A lot of uh, a lot of horses that have come through that farm: Caribbean Blaster, Lock and Bar Art, Chariot King, MJM Grand, which is a Gold Crown winner, and of course Luxa Turner. So that's uh, that's going to be a really interesting uh, next couple of weeks for Brooklyn Lodge as well, which is up for sale, and you too could be a part of that particular lodge's history. So Simon, that's on the pace for this week, and. Of course, plenty more good racing around New South Wales over the coming seven days. Good stuff. Thanks very much, BK. Have a great day. You too, mate. Thank you.